The topics shared on Talk Dollars Make Sense are for entertainment purposes only and is not to be taken as advice. If you would like advice, please seek help from a qualified professional. This episode is proudly sponsored by Wipe Credit Clean. How good is the team at Wipe Credit Clean? Wipe Credit Clean set the bar for consumer and commercial credit repair. They have a 97% success rate. If you know anyone who needs assistance or has questions about their credit, please reach out to the team at www.wipecreditclean.com.au or admin at wipecreditclean.com.au. Welcome to Talk Dollars Make Sense with your hosts, Calum and Jess. This is the podcast where we try to make sense of it all. We talk to experts in their field, whether it's finance, property or business. We unpack their journey of making a dollar and what their tips are for success. Dollars and cents, Dollars and cents, baby. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're joined by Emily from the e-commerce dropout. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming. Well, Emily, do you want to give us a little quick intro about you, about your business and yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. So as Jess and Kellen said, I'm Emily. I am the owner and I guess head coach at the e-commerce dropout, which is basically a platform that helps women in particular start and scale their own e-commerce businesses. So I help them do that through my podcast, the e-commerce dropout podcast, and also a range of courses that take them through all the steps they need to either start their first business or scale an existing e-commerce business. But prior to that, I was actually an e-commerce store owner um, from about the age of 20 years old I had multiple e-commerce businesses and then I sold those to start up the e-commerce dropout platform so we can talk about that kind of journey and transition if you guys want to but yeah that's kind of me now and aside from that I'm your typical 25 year old girl I'm into you know all the fitness hanging with friends, all that kind of things. So, yeah. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. That's awesome. Would well, you want to tell us how you started? Because I know you did have a few businesses early on, which is crazy and so amazing. And um, yeah, tell us a bit about them and your, I guess the differences from them and yeah. Yeah, of course. So basically my kind of journey in the online space spans all the way back to when I was 15 years old. I started my first online business which was a fashion blog and it's so funny to look back on now but I was just this little 15 year old creating these blogs in my bedroom and I would never tell anyone about them I was like full Hannah Montana vibes if anyone had, <laughs> if anyone had a found a double life <laughs> literally I was at school on my laptop writing blog posts I was making money from AdSense you know all this stuff but I was That's so, so embarrassed by it so that kind of sparked my interest in the whole online space and I kind mm-hmm. of tried everything from there affiliate marketing blogging you name it I've done it and then once I got to uni I was studying my business degree and I came across I guess the concept of e-commerce, selling things online, creating a brand. I loved the entrepreneurial creativity of it and it really struck my fancy and I basically just went all in and started that. So my first product that I started selling was crystal water bottles. So beautiful glass water bottles with the crystal point in the bottom of them and 
I was one of the first main importers of them in Australia. It was just the right timing. Crystals were becoming a huge thing and that business really took off. And I actually, Jess and I went to uni together Yes. and I remember telling Jess about it and she was like, this is so cool. But mm. even whilst I was running this e-commerce business, I was still kind of keeping it on the down low. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just kind of fumbling my way through it, learning what to do, you know, making all the mistakes that you do with the first business, but it kind of grew really fast, much faster than I expected, which meant that I had to learn a lot in order to keep up with that growth, yeah. um, which I messily fumbled my way through, but got through it eventually. And then I had the crazy idea. I was like, okay, well, it's worked once. I'm going to do it again. So I started my second e-commerce business again while I was still in uni, selling marble phone charging pads. This was at the time when wireless charging first came out for iPhones. So again, it was just the right timing Mm -hmm. and it took off. And then I had a few other dropshipping businesses on the side. So it was kind of, I was pretty much running four e-commerce businesses while still in uni, stressed out of my mind, but loving it. Um, And then from there, I was able to buy a few properties with my partner at the time. So the e-commerce businesses really allowed me to have that extra income in order to do that while Mm -hmm. I was still at uni. And then I think in, it was the end of 2019, I was running these businesses. I'd graduated uni and I was burnt out. Like I love e-commerce and I tell everyone about it, but I would never recommend running four businesses at once because- Yeah, that's a lot. It it was. And I was just, I was over it to be honest. And I was, but the one thing that kept coming up in my mind was I felt like I'd worked out this formula of how to build a really great brand, how to build a great business. Mm -hmm. And throughout that journey of learning that, I was always looking for coaching, always looking for mentors. And what I found is that when I was looking for these mentors, there wasn't really many that I aligned with in the space because if you know anything about the e-com space, there are a lot of male e-commerce coaches that spook, you know. Sports car. Yeah, literally like make a million dollars. Yes, get rich quick. Literally. And I was just like, ew, like I don't align with that. And I know so many of my friends in uni and stuff, they wanted to start businesses, but they didn't like that either. And I was like, Mm. why is no one just teaching this in a really authentic way that I would have wanted to, the way I would have wanted to learn it when I was going through it. And I really just felt this strong pull. I was like, Emily, you've got, you've had that journey. Why don't you become that person? You're over running these businesses, but there is such a need for people to be teaching this to people that want to learn it in a really genuine, authentic way. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm selling up. I this s- is my niche. Yeah. And yeah. I just, and honestly, I know it sounds kind of woo-woo, but I just felt the calling. I was like, in my gut, I knew that that is what I wanted to do. So from there, I decided to sell all of the businesses, which in itself was hard because when you build a business, it's yeah. like your baby. You're like your baby. Yeah. So it was kind of like, shifting my identity again I'm like I'm no longer an e-commerce store owner and just had that whole transition period but I have been doing the e-commerce dropout full-time for about 18 months now and I've just I'm just so in love with it I get so much gratification now from seeing the brands that my students build and the results Mm -hmm. that they have and I'm like okay I made the right decision because now I get to kind of help all these people do those things and that you know, fills fills my gratitude cup. Whereas previously to that, I was kind of getting that from my businesses. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. That's so incredible. That's Thank yeah. <laughs> that's 
good on you. That's incredible. Um, I guess even in a, one of our previous podcasts, we actually spoke about a question about if people needed to have for someone to start an e-commerce business or start a business, do you think they need to be have a um, savings behind them? Do you think they need to have a certain figure or anything? Or do you think it's, would you recommend people start doing it while they're working full time or while they're in uni like you did? Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the more financial resources you have, the more opportunities you have. And mm. it's, and it's you know, there's a lot of other ways that you can go about it. You can shoestring budget it, all that kind of thing. However, the reality is that you do need to have money behind you to mm. start that. And that's why I always tell people, don't just throw in the towel with your nine to five, but instead, if you have this motivation to have your own business, leverage what you're doing and use the vision of having your own business as your purpose, as the reason you rock mm -hmm. up to your soul draining nine to five that you hate in the back of your mind have that this is getting me to my future and be smart about putting some money away aside each week and think of that as your investment account that that is what you're going to invest into your business yeah however in saying that another model that I do teach if you really are wanting to start but you just do not have the funds you can always start with a drop shipping model which essentially means that you don't pay for the stock up front you're paying for the stock as people order it and then the supplier is shipping it directly to your customer so you're not handling stock you don't have inventory or anything like that so that is a really budget-friendly way that if you are wanting to get started in the industry and you just don't have the capital there to do it there are ways around it however mm -hmm. with that being said there's still things like marketing costs and things like that so setting up your business yeah. doing all the legal side of it as well and absolutely yeah so I think yeah I think you can start on a budget however the more money you have to reinvest you're definitely going to see quicker growth yeah yeah Awesome. What would be your, I guess, top tip? So yes, we've touched on the budget, the figures mm -hmm. side of things, but is there one thing that someone's thinking about getting into starting their own business, a little bit unsure? Is there like an activity they can do or something that they can do to really trigger, yes, this is for me or? Yeah, I guess if you have that passion for it, yes, it is for you. I think if we kind of skew the answer towards what to look for when you're mm. starting your business and some things that will really give you that great kickstart, I guess my top tips would be when you start looking for a product, the main place people go is Alibaba. It's a yeah. global marketplace for suppliers to post their products. Um, so when you do go to Alibaba, the first thing that people struggle with is what am I actually going to sell? That is mm. such a hurdle for people to get over. And one of the common mistakes I see a lot of people making is just selling products that aren't good, which I know sounds harsh, but I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by what am I going to sell? They get so hung up on it and then they end up maybe choosing something that is either far too saturated, like for example, teeth whitening kits, you know, like just going into something because everyone else is doing it. Whereas what I really encourage my students to do is that when you are deciding on a product to sell, mm -hmm. the main question you need to ask yourself is what is your point of difference going to be? And I know that that's quite a generic thing, but it is so important if you are choosing a product to sell, you need to very clearly be able to articulate why someone should buy that product from you as opposed to your opposition. Because if you are unable to define that, how is your customer going to be able to identify you as the standout option for them yeah. so when you're thinking about what products to sell in your mind you can straight away think could I make this stand out 
Is the product a standout product that not everyone's selling, firstly? Can I create a brand around this that is a di- like in a different position in the market to what everyone else is doing? Because like a value the, add? or yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the product can be similar, but who you're targeting to, um, you know, your brand, your messaging, what mm-hmm. are you going to do different there? And just get really specific on that because if you don't have that base foundation of an amazing product, an amazing brand that actually stands for something and people are going to like, it is going to be very hard to build from there. You know, you can have all the ads, you can have the most amazing website, but if you don't have that base foundation correct, it's going to be very hard to build on. So I think that that's something that people really should take into consideration when they are starting their business, because that is going to impact everything else that you do. Yeah. Yep. And what would be, what do you think would be, um, like the biggest mistake or the most common mistake that you would see people do maybe before they come to you. So people who are already business owners and they're like, Emily, I need your help. I need help me here. What do you think? Yeah. The most common mistake that people need help with. I love this one. So there are a lot of, I guess, mistakes or areas that people are lacking in when they come to work with me. But one of the most common things that I see is that people are treating their e-commerce business like a side hustle, like Mm -hmm. a hobby. And that transitions directly into your results. So the first thing that I work through with my clients is that they are wanting their business to grow into this six-figure business, this huge company. However, that is not going to happen if you are treating your business like a side hustle, like a hobby, because that's what it's going to stay as, right? Mm. So Mm. I think the first big shift that they need to make is with their mindset, treating it like a business, which comes down to even the way you speak, how you're referring to your business, how you're referring to yourself as the business owner, Mm -hmm. and then also doing the strategic things like your monthly reporting. Do you know your numbers back and forth? Because I ask so many people that come to work with me, what are your profit margins? What's your conversion rate? Where are your numbers at? And they're like, oh, oh, I'm not sure, which is totally fine. However, someone that is an empowered CEO of a big corporation, they know their numbers back to front. Mm -hmm. They are recording that. That is where they are making their decisions from. So that is the first thing that you need to do. And by shifting that mindset and a few procedures in your business, that is going to flow into so many other areas. Like if you know where your finances are at, you're going to be able to make marketing decisions and invest decisions from a really empowered place however if you don't do that you're always going to be like oh I don't know what's in my bank account this month I don't know what I can spend and you're always going to be operating from that real scarcity mindset so I think that that is kind of the first thing that people need to address before they get into all the tactics and strategies yeah yeah wow so it's yeah the more you know you need to know before you can grow Mm -hmm. so you actually can go with your business otherwise yeah yeah. and have that mindset around it too because I just think mindset is everything when it comes to business Mm -hmm. um so I think that they're kind of the key pillars definitely yeah on on that with mindset was there some things that help you um stay grounded and keep focused and little tips that you do or strategies that you use to help you? Yeah, sure. So I think, I know it's a pretty generic one, but just remembering your purpose. So if you're, well, for me, for example, I am a bit of a procrastinator. I know that that's what I do. (laughs) Um, But what motivates me is like, 
seeing the results from my students. So if someone messages me like, I had just had my first 10K month, I'm like, Emily, this is why you need to get your butt into gear and keep doing what you're doing because it's literally impacting people's lives. And then I'm like, just, you know, you get that spark of motivation. You're like, okay, game plan, I'm on. Um, but I guess for my students, it's you can kind of use that same principle or people that are in e-commerce wanting to start an e-commerce brand if you are so driven by the idea of financial freedom, being your own boss, doing all the things that come with having a successful e-commerce business, just having something of your own that you're working towards rather than working in someone else's brand, keep that focus in the front of your mind because if your purpose with that is strong enough, the motivation is going to be there. So you're mm. going to want to make that happen. So I think just keeping your purpose really front of mind is key, but also not sugarcoating it because we're not always going to be motivated mm. and that's where the discipline comes in. So I think that, you know, when your motivation is lacking, you need to just be disciplined and write your list, get it done, remember why you're doing it. So mm. I know that's kind of a generic answer, but it's, I think it really is. Just prioritise, work out what needs to be done and just even try and get that done. Yeah. And have a good routine about it too, because I think that one of the main things that I guess, um, contributes to my productivity throughout the day is just having that routine if you are someone that is working full-time have a routine that at you know between this period and this period that is when you get your work done mm -hmm. and don't let yourself talk yourself out of it be accountable to yourself and actually just stick to that yeah and I think that's really key yeah Thank you. That's good. Um, I guess before you touched a little bit on property as well, so your businesses were able to help you purchase some property. Did you want to share, I guess, a little tip for even first home buyers to get into the market or? Yeah, absolutely. So the market has changed exponentially <laughs> since I bought my, my partner and I bought our first property back in, I think, maybe 2017. Um, but one message that I guess I have been really firm on the entire time is that I feel like, I know this is kind of sounds bad, but us as a younger generation, I think we always want the shiny object. Mm -hmm. We want to go into buying the beautiful home now. And no matter how yeah. young you are, you're like, oh, I want that now. However, from a, what has worked really well as uh, for us as an investment is we bought a rundown dodgy house. We got a great deal. It was super cheap. Now I think back to I'm like, I wish I had bought 10 at the time, which hindsight's a blessing. Um, but everyone, I remember my friends at the time were like, oh my God, that house is ugly. It was bright yellow, but we kind of had this vision. I'm like, oh, it could be nice though. And we did mm -hmm. end up renovating it and things and got that value back ourselves. However, if I had have listened to that ego in my head or the people around me being like oh that house is ugly I would have been like yeah no way I'm gonna build a brand new property or buy yeah. something that was you know probably far above that price and not have been able to reinvest as soon as we did and buy another property so I think just don't let your ego get in the way I know it is so nice to have the beautiful big home but if you depends what your strategy is I guess like yeah. if you are someone that wants to buy multiple properties in a short time don't go spending your, you know, entire borrowing your maximum capacity. borrowing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if your if investment is your strategy, you know, take take the house as it is, do your own work to it and you yourself will get that value back rather than mm. 
you know, buying the brand new shiny house. So I think, yeah, seeing the potential in the investment is key. Remembering what your investment strategy is long-term, what your goals are. And yeah, I think that that is something that's worked really well for us. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. I'm definitely enjoying that uh, strategy myself. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Going with the uh, worst house in a good street kind Mm -hmm. of strategy. Um, But yes, that is, it is rewarding each stage and I cannot wait to get it valued. (laughs) I reckon at the end of next year we'll be a little bit um, more ready with the yard and everything and I'm going to be so excited to get that. And you have that like that sense of achievement that you have created how you want it to be. Yes, we have added, we've added value ourselves and yeah. And then when you get that valuation, you're going to be like, oh, all of this renovation was worth it. Yes. Yep. Um, Caleb, I think, did you? Yeah, so going back to, I want to first jump back to when you said about, you know, people aren't properly talking about the business in the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell from their mindset what they're wanting. You know, it's not lining up with what they want to achieve. Do you think that's because e-commerce has this tag of like, it's not a day job. It's sort of like something you can just do on the side and get rich very quickly because of the people, you know, that float around the classic like marketers that roll up in the Porsches, the Bugattis, you know, they act like, oh man, I spend one hour a day (laughs) and I just make a million bucks, you know, that kind of vibe. Do you think that is what attains to people having that attitude? Do you think that's maybe why? Yeah, definitely. I think that that is one side of it. I think there's kind of two ends of the spectrum when it comes to e-commerce. So there's definitely that side that I think people come into it, um, it gets thrown around that it's passive income. There is yeah. nothing passive about running an e-commerce <laughs> business. Um, but yeah, people either come into it and they expect to do very little work for very big returns or there's the other spectrum that people are like, oh, I'm just going to dip my toe in, you know, the kind of... Um, Half-hearted type of... Yeah, yeah. very Give like... Give it a try, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, very side hustly. Like, oh, I'm just going to do this on side, make a few extra hundred bucks a week and that kind of thing. But then they kind of... Then out. Yeah. yeah. So I think where the golden point for that is, is the most success is seen by people that are passionate about building a brand. So mm-hmm. if you're coming into e-commerce and you're like, I just want to make the million dollars, it's all the long hours and things you're going to just give up on it. Like yeah. it's, it's hard work, but the people that are really passionate about their product so if you have a product that you love and you're like I need to get this in people's hands and you want that gratification from seeing your customers love your product you're wanting that gratification from building something that is your own and the financial reward just being something on top of that which of course people want but if you're more driven by those factors rather than just the shiny million dollars Mm -hmm. you're going to see you know you're going to have longevity in the e-commerce industry Mm -hmm. in comparison to those other people's but I think yeah definitely like it is a very inaccurate picture that is painted of the e-commerce industry and it's so funny when people ask me what I do I'm like oh I work in the online space and then I eventually say I'm an e-commerce coach and I can just see their eyes be like oh you're one of them I'm like no 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 (laughs) but it's just funny the um I guess stereotypes that come out of it yeah um also what do you think is the main reason so many e-commerce businesses fail because let's be honest, it is like an industry where there is a lot of failure because people do just tip their toe in the water yeah. and people just do go for a passive income. Mm-hmm. I think it requires no effort, but all businesses require effort. Yeah, absolutely. E-commerce is no different. So what do you think is the main cause? I think, I think there's two things really. So the first one is just perseverance. I see so many people 
give up just before that tipping point. And I have this philosophy that, you know, it's always going to be hard before it gets good. You get put through your most challenges before you see mm-hmm. the success. So I think people that can persevere past that point of this is hard, I can't be bothered anymore. Yep. They're probably just on the cusp of having that success, but they just don't have that tenacity to keep pushing through so I think perseverance is one and the other is more practical and I think it's budget I think you need to be able to be smart with your money because I think when people start making money in e-commerce it's like oh my god I'm getting all this money coming in I'm gonna spend it Mm. however if you're not smart with that money and reinvesting it that money is going to go very quick so Mm. if you're not putting some of that aside to reinvest in everything whether it's your ads your um the tools you're using mentoring and coaching you know you're just going to come into cash flow problems and then it all just gets too hard and I think people give up then yeah wow well it's it's so great to see how passionate you are when you talk about this it's so lovely and I'm sure all your clients and your customers would feel that too um what is next for the e-commerce dropout or what's something big that you're working on at the moment Oh, that's a good question. I think there's not really a particular project that I'm really working on at the moment. I feel like 2022 has been a really big year of just refining my systems and processes and being able to deliver the fir- the best product possible. I remember at the start of the year, I wrote in my journal, this is the year of quality. I want to make sure my podcasts are amazing, that I can confidently say when I am selling my course to someone and someone is signing up, I know that I'm providing them the best e-commerce course on the internet and that has what has kind of driven me all year. So I think that now I've gotten to the point of really refining my programs, my systems, and now it's just about exposing that to more people and finding my perfect fit people because I don't think my style of coaching is for everyone and I just want to find that community of people that can come into my courses and programs and you know, we can all support each other, get those great results. But I think now that all those foundations are there, for me, it's just about widening my audience, keep podcasting, keep networking with other amazing people and be able to see my students get those results. Because I know it seems like such a typical coach thing to say, but nothing lights me up more than when my students are getting results. And I'm like, if I can just spread that, that's me, mate. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, Very rewarding. It is yeah. so rewarding. And one of the things that kind of stands out to me is recently one of my students that did my Ecom Empire course. So that's um, she had an established business and this was helping her scale that business. She messaged me to say that she was able to quit her nine to five job because her e-commerce business was bringing in enough money. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is life changing for mm-hmm. someone. And yeah, if I can just help more people do that that is me happy as <laughs> so incredible Thanks. what would you say is sort of I guess the end goal for the e-commerce dropout is it just to get as many successful you know business owners out there in that space is it re-educating you know sort of like a I guess a, a niche or, or an industry you're going worldwide Oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess so actually I had a call with a lady the other day that was in New York and she was doing my course I was like Oh my gosh, I'm international, <laughs> what? This is worldwide, here we yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, I think you're spot on. I think it's just getting it out to more people and helping yep. the people that are at where I was at because when I was in uni, I know a lot of girls in uni that are doing things like business degrees or, you know, girls that have their own beauty salons, for example, but want a more 
to transition their business online. If I can be the go-to source for those people, that they feel like they can come to me, they can learn from me in a way that they really resonate with, that they know they're going to get results and they trust me and have that relationship, that's the goal for me. There's no real end goal in sight. I just want to keep doing more of what I'm doing and someone the other day asked me you know the typical question of if you won the lotto like what would you do or if you could do anything and it wasn't about money I'd be like I would keep doing what I'm doing now because yeah yeah I just love it and yeah definitely no end in sight just more people helping more people would be Mm -hmm. amazing that's when you know you've found your thing yeah (laughs) yeah and you're still happy to do your work or what you call yeah, and I have the, that gratitude every day when I think about it. I go on my morning walk and I'm like, oh, my God, I am 25 years old. Like, in my dream career, I work from home, I podcast in my pyjamas, I, you know, do all of the things. And I'm like, you know, I just feel so much gratitude that I get to work with amazing people and love what I do. And I think that that is the goal for everyone. Mm. And if, you know, if they can achieve that, then that's kind of the ultimate thing that you want really, isn't it? A hundred percent. Podcasting in your pyjamas. Yeah, guys. You can, can we you make that happen? Sounds like a vibe. Yeah, you can have PJ's episode. <laughs> Get around that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for um, coming on. Do you want to tell everyone where we can find you, where all the yes. listeners can find you? Of course. So my podcast, if you'd like to have a listen, is at the e-commerce dropout podcast, or you can just find me on Instagram at the e-commerce dropout. And yeah, if you've got any questions or anything and want to chat about e-commerce, please don't hesitate. Just send me a message and we can chat through it. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, thank you so much for dropping on. Dallas and sense, babe. Dollars and cents, cents, cents. That's how I feel. Dudes moving funny, it's funny, it's not real, ayy.